the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we have another winning combination in the studio today. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show and Rich Jekyll, the the honorable, honorable, award-winning Rich Jekyll. Rich Jekyll is in the studio. Yes, sir. Christopher, across my heart. All right. And also, of course, he is with SCORE. And also with SCORE. I am SCORE. You are SCORE. And, uh, and speaking of SCORE, we also have Lucy Polito of SCORE in the studio today. Good to see you again, Lucy. Good to see you. And Rich is the guy who always wants to SCORE. Right. And <laughs> she carries my bags. Uh, is that what it is? <laughs> All right. And uh, we have a guest with us today uh, who was with us uh, oh several weeks ago. We'll get a little bit, you know, reacquainted with her and then talk to her about Workplace violence, which is a, a big uh, concern these days, actually always, I guess, but uh, it's it's more in focus, you might say. More these prevalent days. these days. I don't know if it's so much more prevalent, but it certainly gets a lot of attention. Let's put it that way. It gets a lot uh, of attention because it's more prevalent. I don't know if you look at numbers, doesn't necessarily say that in a lot of instances. Okay. But we'll be talking about that with the expert. All right. So, but first of all, uh, I know something that Rich is an expert about, and that is score. I am truly an expert about score. What would you like to know? Well, tell folks, we haven't mentioned, you know, they may think I'm teasing when I say you're the award-winning You Rich are James. teasing, but I'll answer anyway. Yeah, what is, what There's do I probably mean? about 18,000 volunteers across the U.S. and 380 offices across the U.S. So chances are, wherever you are, you can call up and find a score office in your little burg. <laughs> That's right. Or you can go to the website for the national uh, score website. Was that, that good is. enough? It, well, yeah, it's a good start. Close? Okay, good start. thank you. And uh, the what national website is score.org. And that is, once again, where you can find out about all the locations around the country. And they are in all 50 states, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And also, you'll be able to download and utilize uh, the, shall we say templates, you know, patterns, uh, it'll show you how to do, say, a, a business plan. And it'll provide you a number of business models, you might say, Rich. It is actually SCORE's version of Legal Zoom. Okay. Except you do not have to pay for the templates. You do not have to pay for any documents that you download. All you have to do is fill them in. They give you the different documents and the templates if you go to SCORE.org. Templates. And, and they show you examples, right? Exactly. They show you how to fill it out and everything. <laughs> they make but it so should, easy for you. Lucy. You should know that we do have classes because, I mean, the template is an excellent guide. However, uh, a lot of people don't really know how to fill that out properly. So I think the class is going to be something that is very inexpensive and will certainly guide them to present that to whoever. 
And Very the classes, good. of course, Lucy is talking about are the seminars and the series that they provide over at the National Entrepreneur Center on a weekly basis. They've always got something going on over there. Not just SCORE, but a lot of other great organizations as well. Yeah. Like yeah. the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Right. They've been really busy over there. The SBA has been, they're down the street, but they've been really busy working both with SCORE and other organizations over there. Right. The uh, a group called Prospera, which used to be Hispanic Business Initiative Fund, which actually lends money to young Hispanic business entrepreneurs. All of that goes on at the National Entrepreneur Center, but to see about the classes, the seminars and things for SCORE and what they have to offer here locally, go to Orlando.score.org. Okay, so it's SCORE.org for the national website, Orlando.score.org for the local website. And when you find a seminar or a class that you want to attend, please go ahead and sign up for it there and register because when you come in, if you're not registered, <laughs> you may not, you may not get a sit. handout. The uh, handout is worth the money that you pay. If you pay anything. If you pay anything. Right, because some of them there is no charge, and uh, in, including the Coffee with a Leader series and right. the Lunch with a Leader And the one series. I'm teaching next week is about the Lunch with the Leader. And I'm, I'm the leader in that You're going to be the yeah. leader, huh? And oh, it's boy. called How to Fix Your Credit. All right. How about right. that? All right. And, of course, uh, everybody wants to know about that. Yeah. And that's uh, going to be when and where? It is March 15th in the Entrepreneur Center. Isn't Lunchtime, it? isn't it? Are you doing the lunch one? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I couldn't get up early enough to do the breakfast. <laughs> so if you want to be there, if you, if you want to meet Rich, you can be there, and you can go to Orlando.score.org to sign up for that. Of course, because they are located in the Fashion Square Mall, they are open to the public Five days a week, well, business, normal business hours. And uh, um, go ahead, Lucy. Uh, no, I was just going to. And I'm sorry for the interruption, but I just want to mention that Rich. I have never heard him, but I understand he does an outstanding job in that presentation. And I just want to emphasize that credit when you want to start a business becomes very, very important. So key, if there the, is the an key issue, incident, or yes, key unless you're really uh, loaded, you got <laughs> yeah, that right. That's right. So, mine. And then my the credit might score want... is 320. So, uh, well, <laughs> how are you going to be able is, to? Okay, never mind. I got to teach right. it because I got to learn it myself. All right. Okay. But anyway, you can once again go to Orlando.score.org to sign up for that and the multitude of other programs and offerings they have there. And don't forget to be on the lookout for BizFest and sign up for that coming up in May. Yes. And we already have a date, don't we? May 3rd? May 2nd. May 2nd. Okay. May 2nd. All right. So make that your May Day. And uh, join us out there at the Orlando uh, Fashion Square Mall. By the way, that's on the West End where they're putting up a really nice new building there. They are, you know, and I've been looking at some of the things that are going in there. I wish I could remember them, but I'm looking at them. (laughs) There's a couple of major major hotels. It's a hotel oh, is one of them. All right. There's going to be a restaurant. Longhorn will be there. Yes, and, that's right. Uh, an so, Italian restaurant. So, uh, so yeah. Good yeah. things happening at the Orlando Fashion Square, and, of course, SCORE is always there. Are and, they going to be selling, like, Sears equipment and stuff there? I Sears don't think equipment? so. I don't uh, think so. Because no. that's where uh, the old Sears was. Yeah. Uh, every time way. I mention that, he gets a tear in his eye because right. he uh, used to go there all, all right. the time. One last thing before we get to our, de- our guest. The phone number at the local SCORE office is 407-420-4844. If you just want to make an appointment by phone, perhaps to go over there and, and talk to them about the free mentorship program that they offer there. And uh, other things, that's 407-420-4844. And once again, if you call during normal business hours, you will get 
somebody that a is a human, human being. A to human, talk to. not a robot, not a bot. That's right. Okay, our guest today was on the show, I don't know, about a month, month and a half ago. And we talked about some safety issues and sort of the general safety issues that businesses have to uh, deal with. And today we're going to have Lois Perry back. I'm sorry, not Lois. I'm looking at my wrong notes here. You know, he got all these Perrys hanging around. Dr. Isabel Perry. Dr. Isabel. Any relation, by the way? No. God, I hope not. Because I see you spell your last name the same way. But Dr. Isabel Perry is going to join us today to talk more specifically about workplace violence and the multiple things that you have to deal with in that regard. So I want to welcome back to the show, Isabel, Dr. Perry, Dr. Isabel Perry. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Appreciate okay. it. All right. First of all, your your business is 21st Century Safety. Yes. Folks can go to 21stCenturySafety.com, right? Right. Correct. And just in general, some people maybe missed the show or may not fully remember. What's that all about? Well, I deliver seminars, workshops, and I have some software for training Uh, 24-hour motivational software. Uh, I do keynote speeches. Um, If I'm not mistaken, you worked like worldwide, didn't you work for a corporation doing safety things around the world? Right. United Technologies. We had 180,000 employees with 250 facilities worldwide. And I led the safety culture change for that organization, which was real exciting because uh, once people got got the safety bite and they they really took off with it and we reduced accidents by 60 percent in three years this is all osha related right yeah what we did yes our accidents were osha related okay now what we talked about before and what you're talking about i think in general is things like work habits and, and the normal course of building and putting out products and services right right like personal protective equipment lifting Eye protection, procedures protection right all fork, of that sort of forklift driving and but that's not what we're going to talk about today no today today we're talking about workplace violence but it's still under osha because osha stated that employers must provide a safe and healthy workplace so when workplace violence became eminent in the news they didn't know where to put it so they decided to put it under osha because again the employer must provide a safe and healthy workplace. So there is OSHA regulations for workplace safety. And you're talking about all types of workplace violence, even, say, a criminal comes in off the street? If Lucy attacked me or something? (laughs) Don't you wish? (laughs) Well, I don't know. People might cheer about that, Jake. I don't (laughs) know. There you go. And workplace violence is is usually defined as anything from someone given verbal abuse to homicide. So it could be someone in the workplace who's harassing you, bullying you, all the way up to someone who comes in the workplace and will shoot you. Okay, so it could include someone who's not in any way related to the business at all. Right. Or maybe they're the spouse of someone there right. or something like that. Yes, if a spouse comes into the workplace and or someone comes up into the workplace and shoots and kills someone, that's okay. that goes that's that's part of the company's uh, record. Okay. Um, all right. And you say OSHA require has requirements along right. these lines. Okay. Before we get into all of that, uh, let's go back to the issue that Rich brought up. Uh, are workplace violence, uh, is workplace violence on the uprise, the downtick, same as always been? We're just keeping more track of it now. What do are, what are the statistics show? I think the statistics show that if workplace violence is verbal abuse, We tend to be going down, if not flat, or down. And the reason being 
is because companies are having zero tolerance. They're not allowing people to verbally abuse each other like they used to. So that's going down. If we talk about homicides, that's going up. Uh, Homicides in the workplace are the fourth leading cause of deaths in the workplace. You know, as we talked last time, falls are number one. Um, Mm -hmm. I know know that interests you because of construction background. But falls are number one. And and so fourth is homicide. And of the 4,500 people who were killed last year in the workplace, 500 of those were homicides. So over between 10 and 15 percent of the homicide of the deaths in the workplace are homicide. And we are talking nationwide. Nationwide within the United States. Mm-hmm. Is the that proportion going up as uh, as businesses become more safe or is in other words is that 4500 end of the equation is that on the downs going down? The total 4500 deaths in the workplace is going down. Okay. In 1970 we had 15,000 before oh OSHA, we had 15,000. So God, even that's though... I was working. Yeah. Holy cow. We had a lot more manufacturing jobs back then <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, but but we're talking about violence. No, we're talk- no, no, she's, talking about, she's talking about total numbers here. Yeah. Total number of deaths. Total number of deaths. La- oh, labor, oh, okay. la- labor hours have gone up. Okay. Labor hours have gone up. And um, so back in 1970, before OSHA, we had 15,000 deaths. Now we're down to 4,500. Okay. So okay. that's a gotcha. good de- decrease because that shows the positive uh, okay. initiatives by OSHA. All right. And we're down to just a few seconds in this segment. So we'll take a break and come back and get into more of the specifics of workplace violence when we come right back. Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? I am Christopher Hart, along with Rich Jekyll and Lucy Polito of Score. Today's guest is, once again, Dr. Isabel Perry, who was with us a few weeks ago, and we were talking about workplace safety in some pretty broad general terms. Today, we're talking with Dr. Perry about workplace violence, and uh, we were just learning that the incidence of workplace homicide has been on the uptick recently. Even as overall workplace deaths are going down. And so it's becoming more and more of an issue, obviously, then for employers. Right. It's becoming, you know, more prominent and more, shall we say, obvious. Right. And so before we get into the homicide one, tell us what all, what things qualify as workplace violence? You mentioned verbal abuse. You mentioned homicide. I believe you mentioned bullying. And I guess that could even uh, mean pushing someone around. Pushing someone around could be even internet on the internet. Okay. If the young, internet. If you have one person on Facebook jabbing at another employee, that's considered uh, bullying. It might be off hours, but that's still bullying. And the company will want the supervisor to get involved there and try to mediate it because we used to think, uh, well, let it die down. You know, pardon the pun. But uh, right, <laughs> let it let fun. get it. You know, homicide <laughs> die. All right, we okay. get it, Rich. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Well, it let the situation diffuse. Well, a lot of situations like that don't diffuse. So they're encouraging supervisors now to work with mediation between two employees who aren't getting along. So if if that's played out in on social media, they still have to get involved because they know that there's a a rub between the two employees. Because right now there's about two million incidences of workplace violence reported annually 
Two million. Two okay. million. And I would assume that that number is going up as well. Um, so verbal abuse, homicide, bullying, including on the Internet. How about sexual harassment? Does that fit in here? Sexual harassment fits in here as well. So okay. it's, it's a broad, very broad interpretation of what bullying is. Okay. Anytime the person is uncomfortable, making another employee uncomfortable. Okay. Well, I don't want to, you know, sort of talk in generalities. Uh, as much as we can, I want to talk in specifics. And bullying can include a lot of things. I mean, sure. let's just say just about anything short of homicide is bullying. Bull- right? Um, so verbal abuse, mm-hmm. sexual harassment, and we'll get into the various forms of that, if you will, and homicide. And, and as as you said, Internet bullying. Now, the Internet, however, can also be a help in the sense that it reveals these issues going on but it takes somebody to kind of bring it to the employer's attention doesn't somebody it? has right. to be monitoring this how are you going well, to that's what i'm at, that's what i'm but that's see, what i'm getting at here yeah what well probably the, the the starting point is the best thing the company can do is have a policy right. have a written policy you have zero tolerance okay. because um if you have zero tolerance then you have the ability to with the progressive depending on how serious the incident is you can dismiss the person so there's no joking around like, oh, Jim, I was just kidding. I really didn't mean that. No. If you say something, that's considered uh, to, to be, be taken at face value. To, to be taken at face value, and you should take it very serious. And well, so, how, do I, how do you know Lucy said that to me? Well, you, your job as an employee is to go to your uh, supervision or to your HR department and report it. Because if Lucy's saying that to you, who else is she saying it to? And we don't know. You know, there's some predictors of people who are a uh, uh, possibility of, of being those who violate other employees. Those who have short tempers, those who've been moody of late, those who've increased medications. Uh, if you find out an uh, employee has uh, had some type of restrictions about seeing someone else, that should be reported to HR. Because if, it, for instance, there's a divorce going on and, and there's a couple that uh, restraining order, uh, HR should be notified about that. So if we see that other spouse coming in the front door, we know there's trouble. And that, those are some of the things we should do. So there is some responsibility on the employee's part if they're the victim or feel like they're being the victim of this, obviously. But I think Ray, Rich does raise a question about how about workplace computers and things like that. Are more and more businesses monitoring what's being done on their workplace machines? I think I think that's the case. Um, I have not worked for a company that's done that, but I think that's been a while since I've worked in a corporate world <clears throat> and doing more consulting, and uh, there is more monitoring of what's being said on the internet, especially in social media. And people people do report to other to uh, to their higher ups in the organization that something is going wrong with a certain person. Um, you know, th- it's important the company have a policy, but not only have a policy, but it's important they have training too. The employees must know what is and what is not allowable in the workplace. The employees must know what's the procedures for to follow if you see a workplace violence situation. Um, and there should be various avenues for employees to report these violations. And... Um, Anyone who witnesses it should also be involved and, you know, secure, for instance, things like things to keep the workplace safe is um, making sure there's only one point of entrance. 
rather than everyone. You can exit for various ways, but there should be a limited number of entrance points because you have someone with a hot head from the outside coming in. You can't control that. So one point of entry is helpful. Um, well, I want to, before you go any further, you were talking about a policy. Mm-hmm. Um, are there specific requirements? You mentioned OSHA a while ago. That has that must be in these policies enforced, or do they provide any guidance along those lines? They give a template, but they don't say you must include this, you must include that. They suggest zero tolerance. They don't tell you you have to have zero tolerance, but it's to your benefit to have zero tolerance. So they give you templates, so they don't make force anything. Well, we were an IT company, and uh, back then it was fledgling, obviously, but we monitored. Any employee who showed an attitude or somebody complained about or anything, then we could use that in human resources to dismiss that person. Right. And so when, I think many companies are trending towards the monitoring of questionable employees. That, that's exactly right. And when you term, when, when companies need to terminate it, do it as, if you will, as gently as possible yeah, so that person yeah. doesn't come back and uh, with a gun you know don't don't you know let them understand why they're miss they're being dismissed and 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 give them <clears throat> give them counseling to yeah. get a new job in nashville and, we de- we uh let a person go and this is nashville right wild city and we were watching him and he went downstairs and got in his trunk and got a shotgun out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he started back up the stairs Fortunately, mm-hmm. we were on the third story, so we only got to two stories and then had second thoughts and went back out. And another thing a company can do with preventative measures is do background checks before they hire people. I was going to ask you uh, if that is becoming a more and more prevalent thing now, even with, say, a, a, a pizza delivery job. Right, because... You know, you can find that if a person's um, had 911 calls on them a number of times, you're dealing with a high-risk employee. Yeah. So. Um, but isn't there sort of a the other side of this as well, that the employees should have some right to privacy at some point? Well, when you're on a business computer, no. When, well, when we're talking about other things, we're talking about background checks and things like this, you know, even to, to get a job. Well, that's public record. Yeah. If, if the police have been called on them, that's public record. We're not dealing with anything that's not public record. Most companies require background checks and drug uh, drug tests right. before they get hired. Yeah, but a lot of Nowadays. companies would go out of business if they had to do that, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. <laughs> right? Right. So <laughs> they don't require it. Right. I think it's, that's true for smaller businesses. Those right, are the right. ones who suffer those consequences of these things. But... I think it's very important, regardless of the size of the business, that they have a policy because it all starts there. And right. I think right. if that, that's the employees saying. understand what the policy is, that certainly is, makes it a lot easier for HR to take mm-hmm. any kind of action. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a very important thing for right. companies, small or large. Can you give policy. us an example of a policy <clears throat> that might be established for a company? Or just some, of, some of the bullet points that this. would have yeah. to be in it. This company has a zero-tolerance policy for workplace violence. All employees are expected to adhere to um, safe behaviors. This would probably be part of their safety policy, too. You might not want to have two separate policies. Right. But, but you define violence. 
you have a zero tolerance for workplace violence. And workplace violence, meaning anything from from uh, verbal abuse to physical carrying of guns. Okay, that's what I was asking. Something, something yeah. to that effect. You know, and it can, it can be something just as, you know, and then in the training they could point out something. For instance, how many times have you gone into a building where someone's held the door open for you? You know, you've, mm-hmm. you've, you've had a passcode. People have passcodes, oh, and the person good. gets in with a passcode, and they hold the door open for the next person. Well, if that's not an employee... You may be letting in risk. That happens all the time at the Entrepreneur Center, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. They ignore the the security that's been put on the wall. Sounds yeah, like they I need wonder, to have a, a, a refresher course. To yeah. Be, to be honest, a lot of people wouldn't even know that. I mean, they, you don't think about that. Yeah. And this is why I like to come here with Mrs. Perry, because I learn things. Yeah. Perry, you're Rich. so kind. You just well, told well, everybody. Do that. <laughs> you're so kind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll change that policy over there right quick. <laughs> but obviously, you know, the, 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 the attention that these events seem to get now uh, makes it more and more, shall we say, incumbent upon businesses that it may come to their doorstep, whether they like it or not. I mean, I don't know if incumbent is the right word, obvious, maybe that, that, you know, whether we like it or not, these are things that, you know, the reality in the business world today. And they've always existed to some extent, I mean, obviously, because we're dealing with human beings and human emotions at the end of the day. And so, uh, but to have a policy is but the beginning of the process, I take it, right? And right. then you have to follow through. How would you follow through on a policy to make it effective? Follow through would, uh, depending on the, the level of violation, you do a one, two, three, a warning, verbal warning, written warning, and out the door is usually the typical policy. However, if someone comes in and does something very flagrant, Drastic, you're not yeah. going to do one, two, three. You're going to do, you're going to go immediately to termination. I might want to add, too, that there's things the company can do on the exterior of their building. For instance, don't have a lot of shrubbery around the entry because that's opportunity for people to hide. Increase your illumination. How many times have you gone into a parking lot where it has a lot of lights, but the lights are very tall, and all it does is cast a shadow of the tree. So bring those light fixtures down. Increase the lumens, uh, to maybe LED fixtures. Trim up the canopy of the tree so there's more illumination in the light at night. Okay, some general ideas of uh, safety there. When we come back, we'll talk more about verbal abuse and the other forms of workplace violence and the instances of homicide going up. In the meantime, don't forget, you can check out SCORE at Orlando.score.org and visit them in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score. Do we have to take off all our vines then? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. In the studio with me today from Score is Lucy Polito, and there is also Rich Jekyll. Hey, and how come you always do the lead-in? Now, when I, I mean, go through okay, this again, now, uh, why don't you at this, least say, this is Rich Jekyll? We did so this it last sounds week. like I yeah, do we, a lead-in. I think we, we went there and did that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I am Christopher Hart, and our guest today is Dr. Isabel Perry. And her business, by the way, is 21st Safety. You can go to 21stsafety.com. 21st is, that's the number. Do you spell it out or write it out? No, no, it's the number, 21stcenturysafety.com. 
Okay? Right, right. So the number 21 ST, and then you write out CenturySafety.com, 21st CenturySafety.com. She is also the safety doctor. That is how she is known when she does, uh, when she's out speaking and about. Um, first of all, when you, let me put it this way. When you go into a business to coach them on safety and things, are you seeing immediate signs of you're going to have a problem here or there? Are there, are there commonalities that businesses are doing that they're sort of overlooking things that are obvious? A sign of acceptance or denial. No, there's no acceptance. You know, with all the awareness going on, the TV, people, the employees are hungry for this information. What can I do? Some common sense, just some common sense things that... Um, so so we're already well down the road of at least the awareness awareness part of oh, what's going on in the, you know, and I would I would take it this sexual harassment and the attention that's been, it's been getting over the last six or eight months just heightens the, the awareness, you might say. Yeah, sexual harassment is part of it. Sexual harassment usually is a separate, you know... It's part and parcel of a big picture, but it's usually two different funnels, two different silos, the sexual harassment and the workplace violence. Well, once again, I guess it, it all kind of comes down to what you mean by that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, certainly there are forms of sexual harassment that could be considered workplace yeah. violence. Yes, exactly. Right? But, and vice versa, I suppose. Yeah, there's two, consider two, two circles with the overlap in the middle. Right. And that's, that's where you get it all. Uh, I mean, if somebody grabs me or something like that. In oh, the just place. dream on. <laughs> dream on. Okay. Yeah, dream just on. wishful thinking. All right. So out of, out of them all, what is the most common form of workplace violence? Would it be verbal abuse? Verbal abuse. Okay. Verbal abuse. So then that's a pretty general term, though. What right. do you mean by verbal abuse? People are out there going, okay, what does she mean? If I cuss in somebody's presence, if I, if I, even if I'm not talking to them directly, is that verbal abuse? If you're, if you're swearing, uh, that's, that's considered you're out of control. And if you're out of control, you've got a hot temper, and that should be reported. Yes. How about Did you hear you that, do, Rich? If you make signals, you know, like... Oh, if you make hand signals, you know, and but that's just... I am in deep doo-doo. <laughs> but, but once again, I want to... I wanna, so even if I'm not directing, I'm just frustrated with something I'm doing, and I'm over there, you know, exhibiting my frustration. Myself. But I'm not doing it to anybody else, but right. they get offended because they don't like to hear this or that word. Is that considered workplace violence? Now, see, understand, OSHA doesn't have a law for this. There's no law that says that is or that isn't. Okay. It's well, who uses judgment. a judgment? It's a judgment call by the company. Oh. What level of tolerance are we going to have? And, and so, the, so OSHA doesn't get in the nitty-gritty like that. So what I guess what I'm leading to here is in your policy statement, shouldn't it be very specific and not broad in other words, this is what we consider to be workplace violence, right? Well, or, or verbal abuse, or something more defined right. and more clear. At one company, if you're cussing at your machine, that wouldn't be workplace violence. At that's another, what I mean. At yeah. another company, that may be, but that's what the training is good for, because then the tol- then the, then the employees learn what is the line, where am I crossing the line? So it's that's a call by the company. That's not a call by the government. Okay, can right. the the company be pressured by an employee? I don't like this word being used in my presence, even if it's not being directed, directed at, at me. me. Right? They can, 
And then, again, it's up to the company whether they're going to enforce it or not. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. But once again, these are things that have to be considered. Obviously, this is my, why you might want some help if you haven't put one of these policy statements together and implemented it before. And that's where you come in. Right. And, and people that do what you do. And that's 21st Safety, excuse me, 21stCenturySafety.com. And we're speaking today with Dr. Isabel Perry. And you speak about this on, or, or is the demand for you to speak about this going up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It used to be occasional requests. Now I have people actually telling me, please get a, get a program on, uh, get a pro, build a program for us to take online training because so many people need it. And uh, companies can't afford to have classroom pulling all these employees in for classroom training. So there are just, um, just yesterday I had three people say, please, please develop us a class for workplace violence. One person said, Please develop us a class for a lot, lot active shooter. Um, this is something that's uh, the industries that are most affected: healthcare industry, mm-hmm. retail industries, especially at night. But it, it can it can impact any company. But those are the high risk industries. Uh, anytime, anywhere there's money exchange, taxi cabs. Um, anytime there's uh, money of any type. Well, huh. and, and that that sort of is the rub for the criminals these days. Uh, for instance, uh, several weeks ago, there were a series of burglaries at a shopping mall up the street here. And uh, the perpetrators were caught on a, a, a camera in one of the businesses. And the problem they had was the first business they went into, no cash. Second business they went into, no cash. Third business they went into, they got like $26 and a few laptops. <laughs> People aren't using cash anymore. Well, no, they they could be using cash. Another thing these companies are doing, retail stores have been taught to do, is use drop boxes. Once your once your cash register gets to a certain amount of money, you put that in a box and then you put it in a deposit where you can't get to it. But isn't it true that fewer and fewer people oh, are yeah. using cash, and therefore that type of thievery is going to is declining? Well, I would think they're going to probably look for a different type of crime to profit from, a different mode, right? I mean, because the if there's no cash in the till, maybe that's why they're becoming experts at stealing credit cards. <laughs> yeah, perhaps so. There you go. Perhaps so. There's always a way to steal if you if you set your heart to it, I suppose. Um, uh, but the uh, to get back to uh, to the workplace violence uh, issue, and you say you are speaking more and more about it. Are more and more corporations? Are more and more businesses? Uh, facing lawsuits because of instances? I, I'm, I haven't been tracking that, to be honest with you. I imagine that be the case, but I don't have the statistics behind that. Okay. In terms of, but I do know they're on the increase, and the uh, topic is really hot. Okay. The, uh, the you said that, uh, by the way, um, you, uh, Dr. Perry mentioned uh, the, in the case of an active shooter, one reason why we're not going very far down that road today as she's going to be back in uh, what a week or two week. And, week and we'll talk more in depth about that Active and, shooters right so uh, we're not really going to spend a lot of time on that issue but you did say workplace homicide uh homicides uh, are going up and now let's delve into what that means because that can mean i think you said anything from an inner office affair uh, in other words an inner office crime 
to a spouse coming into the business to somebody walking in off to the street coming into the business. Do we know the, the, the breakdown of those numbers? In other words, people killed on the job going up. But is that because more people are trying to rob them or more spouses are angry or it's more employee against employee? It's a little bit of everything. In all categories that you mentioned, they're all going up. I see. So uh, tempers are flaring faster. People have more stress. They're not dealing with their stress at the workplace. They're not dealing with their stress off the work, you know, away from the workplace. They just have it and have no way to to uh, release it. Release it, and so they come and release it at home, uh, release it at work. Excuse me. So that's going up. Sexual harassment's going up, but. I think with visibility, more people are starting to think, you know, I better not do that because I'm going to get caught. You know, you get a couple of people saying that, and then you see all the people who've resigned jobs, including CEOs, who have resigned because of the sexual harassment in the workplace. When you have more than, you know, one person is his his word against her word. But when you start having a, a handful of people and starts being paying attention, and, and they, they'll resign before they... Have their name drug in the mud. Okay, but I want to go back to the homicide thing okay. uh, for a moment here while we still have a couple of minutes in this segment. Once again, we're speaking today with Dr. Isabel Perry. You can visit her website at 21stCenturySafety.com. That's the number 21, S-T, and then you spell out CenturySafety.com. What's your phone number? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. 321-287-7771. That's 321-287-7771. 7771, and we'll mention that again a little bit later. Um, you mentioned stress being maybe one of the driving causes for these instances to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, something is, is different because, in essence, gun laws, things like this are all the same. I mean, they, they really haven't changed over the last several decades. We may see some changes now that we'll have to wait and see. But in essence, those things haven't changed. And, and, and even back, you know, decades ago, people had access to weapons. They had access to bombs. I mean, and they did things occasionally. Um, but why do you, th- do you think it's just stress or are there, are there other driving factors that are causing people to bubble over? Social economic factors or well there are many factors that add to stress one is uh inadequate sleep when people don't have enough sleep they become stressed they're bombarded with news all the time people need to once in a while just turn take turn off the news and and take a break mental break socioeconomic uh pressures people wanting more very commercialized we live in a commercialized environment where people want 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 rather than being happy with what they have. So all these are stress factors, being competitive, uh, whether it be monetarily or in other forms. Uh, the first one you mentioned, though, uh, is intriguing because stress makes it harder to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Emotional distraught. peaks, yeah, distraught mm-hmm. and things, that makes it very difficult to sleep. Um, are there studies being done as to... What happens to someone when they go two or three days? I mean, obviously, intelligence communities understand this because they do this to to get information from people. But, uh, you know, it's my understanding that a couple of days without sleep, you're living in a different world. I mean, you're like schizophrenic. Right. Your brain studies will show that you uh, that lack of sleep does cause stress. So uh, people will behave in uh, irregular patterns and uh, just be short to temper, 
In other words, Moody. do things that they would not ordinarily do. Right, right. And and unfortunately, that's a big problem. Lack of lack of sleep in this country is a huge problem. Indeed it is. All right. In the meantime, we'll take a break. Don't take a nap because we're coming right back on the other side. Oh, I get it. Stress. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll be right back with more <laughs> of What's the Score. Please be with us. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Along with Lucy Polito and Rich Jekyll, I am Christopher Hart. Today's guest is Dr. Isabel Perry of 21stCenturySafety.com. That's 21stCenturySafety.com. Before we get back to the conversation, though, uh, I was had the occasion to be out in the community uh, speaking about radio a couple of weeks ago. And lo and behold, some folks came up to me and said, hey, are you ever off the radio? I heard you doing that score show. I love to listen to that score show on the weekends. Yeah, so, hey, there we go. So, no, if I would be on me, radio the all the time, I'd be on the radio all the time. But it, it is it is fun. It is a remarkable form of communication, and it is available to you, ladies and gentlemen. And with four great, powerful radio stations here, the Salem Media Group Orlando is ready to help you get your message out to the audience that you would like to hear it. And you can do it in your own voice, or they'll be happy to provide the voices for you. The best Best way to find out how radio can help you get your message out, whether that message is to get people into your front door or into your, say, uh, .com door. Mm. Uh, you can do that on radio. And the best way is to call Bill Files. He's the station manager here, Salem Media Group Orlando. His number is 407-618-1760. He'd love to give you a tour of the place, introduce you around, and uh, introduce you to some folks and along who, along with him, can help, once again, you get your message out very effectively, efficiently, and cost-effectively. That's Bill Files, 407-618-1760. It's so easy to do, even Rich Jekyll can do it. So... <laughs> Thanks, Pete. You can delete that part out if you would, please. Seriously, we simply walk in here, and with the great professionals that they have here, uh, we literally just sit down and start talking. So uh, take advantage of it. Call Bill, 407-618-1760. To get back to uh, Dr. Isabel Perry and uh, workplace violence, uh, we were talking, and you know, we were talking about inadequate sleep, stress, and other factors that are outside the work place that can cause this these things to show up in the work manifest themselves yeah, in the workplace right so is part of safety nowadays a focus on say mental and physical health yes once once companies start getting um, numbers that are reducing you know they start getting the accidents down most of them launch a wellness program okay and so leading edge companies have in their safety program a wellness program where you look at the entire employee and care about their wellness, not only what they're doing at work, but what they're doing outside of work. You know, are, are, are you, if you're playing, if you're doing different things, you know, make sure you're 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 physically able to do things. Um, mon, you know, things like, and this is usually a voluntary basis, taking their blood pressure, having programs to encourage fitness, uh, eating right, policy. You know, again, this is all voluntary. But um, I remember. We used to have a competition, whoever uh, walked, um, and it was an honesty program, but we would have a walking program, and, pe- and employees would log how many miles they walked each week. 
and there would be a competition. I was going to say, you can set up a competitive environment. Right. Competitive awards. And then we'd put all the employees who reached a certain destination, we'd pull their hand... uh, name out of a hat and that person had went to a bed and breakfast for the weekend okay awesome yeah they had some nice rewards yeah. really nice wellness programs are very very uh, attractive to companies now and once again if you need help setting these things up uh that's where dr isabel perry can help you out 21stcenturysafety.com is her website and the phone number 321-287-7771 and you mentioned high-risk environments, you know, uh, not just in the workplace, but obviously in, you know, in our everyday lives. You, the situational awareness is so very important. Absolutely. And, for instance, you were describing, you know, things that, that, that companies could do to light their buildings better and, and things of that nature. That's, that's their form of situational awareness, under, understand what kind of situations they're setting up for their employees. But it still comes down to the individual, individual doesn't it to be aware of where they are and and their the risks that they're facing no matter where they are right absolutely and sometimes you'll have the lone worker out in the middle of nowhere and what they need to do is work with the buddy and with the buddy um they will uh, uh, let the buddy know what their work plan is for that day they would have a cell phone and they make sure they keep in contact with their buddy back in the office to let them know that they're okay every maybe every couple of hours call in it's not only about workplace violence, it's about health. What happens if something should happen to that employee? What if they should have a heart attack? Uh, what if they should get stung by a bee, or depending on the work environment? So having that, staffing that employee with a cell phone or some type of a monitor, handheld device to make some type of noise yeah. to make awareness. Right. And um, late at night, if you're a worker who's working alone, for um, you need to walk out to your car. You know, have a buddy system and have someone to help you walk out to the car and make sure you're not alone. And once again, these are things that employers need to be aware of, uh, the, the sort of environment that they're establishing around their places of business that their employees are going to have to deal with coming and going as well as while they are working there. And the, uh, the as you said, the, the instances of overall deaths in the workplace are going down while the instances of homicide are going up. Yes. Uh, that's the bad news. But the, the good news is that's not unsolvable. In other words, with the safe, proper safety precautions, probably never going to eliminate, you know, obviously, uh, people hating and wanting to do bad things. But with the proper planning, the proper protections in place, you can certainly lower the risk. Absolutely. Well, the company could, you know, take actions that we've discussed, uh, you know, having the safety program, having the safety plan, having safety training on the topic of workplace safety. All of these things contribute to reducing the risk. And once again, you traveled the world dealing with safety issues. And so you have seen it change over the years. In other words, you've seen areas where a great deal of progress has been made while now we have other focuses, other problems, you might say. Now, 10, 15 years ago, we didn't talk about workplace violence. And we didn't certainly didn't talk about active shooter. But with with things that have been going on lately, it's it's come to the forefront. Well, we say, certainly he, he, didn't talk about sexual harassment either. No. We talked about it. Remember Even we though these about, things were always going on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're coming out from under the rug. Some of them were accepted. 
Well, yeah, for but, a while, uh, and then all of a sudden, right, right. But certainly, it got over you, the top. Certainly, we've always had workplace violence yeah. of all sorts, and but at certain levels, it was tolerated. And uh, but now, as you said, there is now a zero tolerance policy pretty much across the board, isn't there? Well, companies that want to address it, some companies haven't even addressed it. So it's kind of loosey goosey out there for some companies that haven't addressed it. But what they've doing, what they're doing is they're increasing their liability. And if they don't do anything about it, uh, employees might come back and and take some action against them. Right. We were on the break, and you were talking about remote employees. Right. Yeah, How think, do you handle that? Well, I think she just you just mentioned them. Keeping it, them it, on a cell phone or making no, sure. No, no, I mean people working from home. Oh, working from home. I'm thinking out in the field. Working from home, I mean, if, if there's a, any type of risk, they should call in. If there's not a risk, I mean, if there's not a risk, there's no need to call from home. Unless they have a violent spouse, and then uh, I'm not sure that's that's a company call or a 911 call. Right. But well, the, the only possible thing, I guess, is if you're working and you're getting emails or something right. like that from that's what I'm email. talking about. Yeah, right. from other employees. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. I mean, well, you that, can trace those. You know, yeah. you, can, you can go into their account and trace those if someone's being nasty. Let's put it this way. Uh, if you have employees, you need to be checking into this. No Absolutely. matter if they work in the same building with you, right. or if they work across town or across the country. Or at home. There may, right. be, there may be some issues that you need to uh, cover your bases on. I mean, and, how many times have you seen in the news someone said, well, we never thought it would happen here. Right. This yeah. is such a nice little sweet place. Right. Right. So, once again, uh, this is uh, a reality that we have today. You need to be aware of it. If you're in business for yourself or if you're working for someone else, uh, you if they don't have a policy, you might want to encourage them to have a policy just for the good of the, the whole business and everybody who works there. Yeah, awareness. And, right. And so once again, it you know, you're going to need some help if you haven't done this before, probably uh, drawing up a policy and implementing it. And once again, uh, this is where the safety doctor uh, Dr. Isabel Perry comes in. And once again, you can visit her at 21stCenturySafety.com. That's the number 21, 21stCenturySafety.com, 321-287-7771. Does she have a Facebook? Do you? I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. And uh, you're available, I take it, to uh, do presentations for companies. As you said, the demand for these uh, this information is going up. Absolutely. Employees, employees are, are are fearful because they they see the news and and they say you know what if this happens in my place of work right and once again there are OSHA requirements as to I mean it's a broad requirement you must provide a how did you put safe, it, a safe work environment you must provide a safe and healthy work environment is what they say and workplace violence is one of the topics for which companies must address. Okay, so if you do not address it, obviously you're leaving yourself exposed, uh, perhaps uh, you know some financial liability if something were to happen. I would think also that aside, obviously you have a policy. Uh, one of the companies ought to do this review, I guess, with all their employees on an annual basis or every six months. Or what is your recommendation? Most companies that have a good safety program, they usually have the program. It's good to have ongoing reviews, but at a minimum, once a year. 
let's update, let's look at our entire safety program, update anything, any loose ends or any areas that need shored up. It's it's good to have it ongoing. We right? had it once a year, but it wasn't on safety. It was on sexual harassment mm-hmm. and how the it has changed definition through mm-hmm. the years. You know, now it is defined as this right. as opposed to five years ago. Right. This was accepted. And so we used to have once a year. It's kind of the same thing now with workplace violence and what qualifies and right. doesn't because you're talking about uh, verbal abuse. You're talking right. about bullying even on the and Internet. Even the Internet. Right. That's... So once again, these are issues that uh, many corporations are having to deal with this day. And mm-hmm. that's uh, the business environment because of our culture environment. Right. I think the important so, thing is not just big corporations. I think we in the world of SCORE deal with medium-sized and small companies and that, you know, they can have the same identical problems in some cases, maybe even more if you're a small company. And they do. Yeah. A lot of them. That's why we talked about it on this show. Once again, thanks for tuning in and and please tell everybody about this, the show so that they can tune in as well. If you want to hear this or recommend somebody else hear this broadcast, they can go to the SCORE website, orlando.score.org where they are, are, uh, archived. You can also sign up there for alerts and emails that SCORE yeah, will send you about the, programs and seminars that they're offering. Right. The, the bulletin. The bulletin. The newsletter. The SCORE newsletter. Right All right. So we'll see you next week, Dr. Perry, and we hope you folks will be here too when we'll talk more about workplace shooters, shooting incidents. So be please safe. tune in next week for more of What's the Score? Yeah. See ya. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.